Hello, this is chapter 17 of Romantic Underpinnings. I'm Ashton. I'm Andrew. And we hope you guys are well, but this week's episode is an ep- a chapter written by me that Andrew hasn't read from the perspective of our hero, Anthony. Um, our heroine is Agatha, if you've been following along, and they are currently traveling up the Seine. Yes, they are. In our historical romance novel, written, or set, in 1690, written weekly by each other. Would you like me to start the chapter? Is there anything else? Not unless you want to tell the people about our socials. You can follow us at Twitter at RomUnderPod, on Instagram at Romantic Underpinning. You can go to our website at romanticunderpinnings.com or email us at hello at romanticunderpinnings.com. Yep, those are them. I mean, do you feel like the people need a little bit more overview of our story? You think they got it? Well, they've probably been following along with bated breath, listening with bated breath, possibly. They also might have big uh, pegboards at home where they're tracking all the twists and turns of the plot and fleshing out their theories and everything. But um, yeah, our hero and heroine are on a clandestine mission from the King of England to gather intelligence in France. And um, our heroine has by now pretty much conclusively unsuccessfully posed as a man to uh, embark on this uh, mission for purposes of her own, and she's been pretty um, smoked out by the crew and including the hero in a relatively recent development. And I'm going to read the chapter. Okay. Let's explore language, romance, and resilience. And welcome to Romantic Underpinnings. Chapter 17. Anthony couldn't help but react to the undercurrent of desire that rippled up his arm at their touch. He hoped that she couldn't see the joy before he shoved the reaction down and dropped her hand. Now, listen here, Gel. We need to talk, Anthony said. Her eyes met his unblinkingly. He couldn't quite fathom the emotions he saw dancing through her vision. He shrugged aside his uncertainty. He felt like he knew every other sailor's reason for manning this mission. Dipper was old, was, oh, sorry. Dipper was so old that he jumped at any chance for a new adventure, and he liked Anthony, which was saying something, because he didn't like many people. Charlie was trying to prove his mettle against his brother, and needed the money, plain and simple. Jack also trusted Anthony, and needed the money. Lobo would take any chance to get out of London to ply his dubious trade and check on his crew that were far afield. Ooh, I like the idea of introducing contacts that Lobo has spread throughout the world. Of course he has contacts. I I hope we meet some. Mm. Anthony didn't trust Lobo as far as he could throw him, but the others he trusted, and he at least knew where he stood with Lobo. 
When Agatha had been Peter, he thought he was just helping out a ween and indulging a fellow orphan sailor of his. He needed to figure out exactly oh he needed to figure out exactly what she was doing here. And he needed to be able to trust that she would follow orders and not desert the crew at the first sign of trouble. He needed to reassure himself that she'd gone to help the team with her little disappearing act. But there was quite a bit of recurring doubt that he couldn't make himself let go of. But this sudden jolt of emotion wasn't helping. She hadn't spoken, but he had dropped her hand. He waited her out, hoping that she would start talking, because after having decided that they needed to talk, he hadn't quite decided what to talk about or what he hoped her answers were. What he what had started as a beginning was quickly turning into a very long, awkward moment, but they still just stood looking at each other. Okay, she finally asked. He started to stutter out an answer. What are you... how are you... why? Um, what is your plan here? Anthony finally managed to get the whole question out. She gave him such an innocent look that he wanted to throttle her on principle. It galled him that she knew exactly what he was talking about, and this doe-eyed expression was pure fallacy, but he couldn't beat the answer out of her. Well, Captain, I aim to go below and help the others secure all of our newly acquired cargo, she said. He did not like her tone or her expression or really anything about this conversation. He stomped his foot. Damn, she made him act like a child, which made him even more frustrated. P. Er. Agatha, you know what I'm talking about here, he ground out. How could this woman be so infuriating yet so alluring? Oh, I have the answer to that. I've been writing from her perspective and have used um, all of my real and imaginary seductive wiles to infuse her, you know, entire personality and indeed physical presence with every aspect of attractive behavior that anyone could possibly manifest. Anyway, that's my interpretation, but oh, let's see where you went in really? it. Really? It's what I've striven for, and it's worked on Anthony, as I can see, although... Mm. Obviously, you know, she has some other things going on that might cause concern for him. Also, do you remember what the cargo was? I couldn't remember what Lobo had stolen. Um, I mean, I tried to find it in the chapter, albeit I didn't reread the whole thing word for word, but I couldn't find it. It was some salt beef mm. that had been destined for some kind of French army regiment in oh, Rouen. That's what it was. And also some rubies, because I didn't know if the salt beef would be valuable enough, and I wanted them to maybe... I feel like gems always add stakes to any caper situation. Mm. Anyway. How could this woman be so infuriating, but yet so alluring? She was a siren, for sure. And what was wrong with him that he couldn't keep his mind on the tasks at hand? Nay, Captain, I'm simply another street urchin, turned cook and deckhand, trying to make my way in the world, she said, rather impishly. He barely managed not to shoot her down. Now, you listen here, missy. You'd better stop this game you're playing. 
You're playing with lives and livelihoods here, Anthony said. He noticed her visible bristle at the word Missy, and he knew instantly that that had been a mistake, perhaps a grave one. He knew she wouldn't answer him now. Well, Captain, I pray you'll task me and treat me just as you would any other member of this crew, just as you hired me for. I've done nothing to betray your trust or given you any reason for you to treat me differently, she said. He snorted on the word trust. She shrugged her thin shoulders, not giving an inch. Captain, all the members of this crew have dubious reasons to be on board, even you. You haven't made any special pets of any of the other members or delved into their reasons for being here. And you think, simply because I am female, that you need to treat me differently than the rest of these men. And I won't stand for it, she bit out. She turned and stomped below decks in order to help with the tying down. He stood, speechless. He realized that he'd been treating her differently because of gender, but also something else. He hadn't created more complex relationships with any of the other members, because he already knew them and he simply didn't care about them as much as he found himself caring about Agatha. I don't think I really knew Charlie, but I don't know how deep you can delve into Charlie. Well, yeah. I mean, he knows his brother, and he also, like, that's why I put the... He didn't care about them as much. I mean, he just doesn't care, really, about them. I mean, he doesn't want them, like, to die, but he's not super invested in their futures as, like, crew hands. Yeah, I can see that. I'm not super invested in Charlie's future, and I've been writing him mm -hmm. a little... Anyway, maybe he'll have a really touching subplot. You haven't seen The Hunt for Red October, have you? Mm-mm. One of the crew members dies just like the most poignant death that they shamelessly set up earlier in the movie to be as poignant as possible. Mm. And I'm not saying we have to kill someone, but we could potentially lay some poignancy bait earlier on in the book. Okay. Anyway, let's just see what happens. Or we could actually kill someone and then just go back in the drafts and add poignancy before after the fact. Anyway, he wanted to know her reasons. He wanted to help her. He wanted her. Or maybe with the... I'm going to try reading that again. Maybe with a better emphasis on the italics you used. He wanted to know her reasons. He wanted to help her. He wanted her, but he also cared about becoming a legitimate captain and carving out a fulfilling existence for himself and her, being what she was and him handling it how he was, was... <laughs> I'm going to take another running jump at that. Mm, doesn't sound greatly written, but anyway. I mean, I think a strategic comment or comma would do a lot, but anyway. But he also cared about becoming a legitimate captain and carving out a fulfilling existence for himself and her, comma, and her being what she was and him handling it how he was, was really complicating the future <laughs> saw for himself. God damn it. Well, clearly I was just trying to utilize my sentence structure um, to show not tell. You were, and, you know, it's a very um, 
um, a nice, uh, you know, economy of punctuation that you're using. Mm. And in fact, the economy of, you know, articles and pronouns and stuff. Okay. Missed a couple of things. It makes sense with like two editions. Absolutely. No, it was, it, I, I got it now. I, I took it. I took the leap. I made it through to the other side of the sentence and it communicated exactly what it needed to communicate. And he couldn't manage his future expectations with the person he had before him. He always thought he'd find someone and settle down, but he thought that that someone would either be a fellow sailor who would travel with him or a wife who would be waiting for him at home. Why not both? Sometimes he dared... Damn it, you're smart. Sometimes he dared to hope for the best of both worlds, mm -hmm. but he had never considered that he could have a wife who would also be willing to travel with him. The recognition of a dream not even considered hit him like an arrow out of a bolt. Out of a bolt? Like, a, you know, one of those... Oh, shit, I don't even know if they have... Well, they had guns. I assume they have the, the arrows, the automatic arrows. What are those called? You talking about crossbows? Yeah, crossbow. Well, crossbows shoot bolts. So yeah, so here's the issue. I, I almost said a bolt of lightning and then decided that that was too cliche. Mm -hmm. And then I sort of got lost finding my way to the other bolt. Because I was like, oh, I'll just use the bolt that comes out of a crossbow. But I couldn't remember the word for crossbow. So that's All right. Well, I mean, you could have an arrow coming out of a bolt, sort of like the little mouth coming out of the big mouth of the alien and alien. No, it should have just said a bolt coming out of a crossbow or an arrow coming out of a... What is that called? I mean, bow? Bow. Or an arrow coming out of a lightning bolt that shoots arrows. Truly the most <laughs> no. devious and dangerous natural just phenomenon. just thought hitting it like a bowl. It was, it's just a little overused, so I was trying to be clever and clearly didn't go very far. But You came up with something entirely new? I'm into it. It's not good, though. It's One mm, would argue. It's intriguing. <laughs> yeah, okay. But needs this much explanation. It's not good. Now, I'm just delving in for my own interest. I think I could have just sailed through, and if I'd kept reading and not interrupted the chapter and ruined everything, the all, all of our adoring fans and listeners would have been going, damn, that was good. Mm. Anyway, I'm mm -hmm. sure they're still going that, and I should shut up and let them continue enjoying the prose. <laughs> she was daring and cunning and also beautiful, and he couldn't really figure out how to deal with her and indeed himself in his feelings for her. To say that he wasn't handling all of this well was an understatement. They would be in Rouen in just over four days, and he needed to find a way to work with Agatha during that time and then again after. Did you look that up or is that... Yeah, apparently you can travel 1.151 knots up the sun, which I don't remember how long that is in like real life and not knots oh sorry you can travel five knots an hour no there's no an hour because a knot is a measure of distance over time you can travel five knots which is 1.15 kilometers per hour yeah and it's 81 kilometers all right hell yeah or so, i'm sorry 71 kilometers so it's like just over it's like almost four days Sweet. Started to do some serious, like, naval math. 
So this is also on the slow end because I sort of wanted them to have more time to be stuck on the ship together. Apparently you can go between five and ten. Oh yeah, no, they were they were taking it easy. Right. Anthony's lollygagging while he figures his shit out. Right. I mean, I figured it would give them more time to get there and be on the ship and do whatever. So. It's great because yeah, I can write a nice little like chamber chapter of isolation or I could fast forward if we want and give tantalizing hints as to what they'd gotten up to yeah, over the last four days. Yeah, you can fast forward. But no, you've given me an amazing template to work from and I'm not even at the end of the chapter. Mm. All right. He found her below deck strapping down the newfound cargo they'd managed. <laughs> I just keep calling it cargo because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> anyway. The items, the stuff. The stuff. The new supplies. Great job getting new stuff, Lobo. Anyway, um, all of the members of the crew were also accounted for. They were almost finished, and few of them were talking about starting up a game of put. Yeah, I also had a really interesting thing about like what kinds of card games were happening in this time. There's only like... I don't know, maybe like eight options, but like three of them were Italian and four of them were French. And there was only like two British options. So I don't really know what put involves, hmm. but the other card games seemed lame and were limited by number of players. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Like 150 years later, it would have been all whist all the time because mm -hmm. that's what the rakes would always lose and all their money in. on there. Otherwise, I would have just used it for like a little familiarity. There was there is there was a French game that is still played and it was called like Curette or something that I had never like it seemed vaguely familiar, but I still was like, why would they be playing a French game? So. Well, I wish these sailors had grown up in the Midwestern United States so they could know the joy of euchre. Uh, yes. But anyway, I will let them play put, and I hope they put up a lot of money uh. and put their skills to the test. Okay. Anthony barked out orders for someone to start dinner. He would let the rest of them play. He knew that they needed to blow off steam after the last few days, even if they hadn't been under as much pressure as he had. As he watched the easy camaraderie grow between them, he was pleased to see how well they all got on. He had created a pretty good crew and one that worked well together. As he looked at them, this pleased him. He realized that Henry had worked hard to instill this type of pride in him. He went down the narrow hall to his quarters. Henry was his mentor who was talked about a lot in early chapters. I mean, he's on he's on your um, your pegboard or corkboard or whatever it is. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that. Anthony sat in the car and put his head in his hands. Chair? It's, no idea why it says car. Okay, it's probably... Okay, Anthony sat in the chair and put his head in his hands. That's so weird. Maybe I like missed a letter and then it autocorrected to that. Oh. No idea. Anyway. Oh my god. I really need to just read ahead a little bit before I interrupt shit mm. and add context. He missed his mentor so much on this trip. Mm -hmm. He hadn't realized how easy he had made this look and how hard it would actually be. He also wished he had Henry here to discuss this burgeoning confusion with Agatha. There wasn't anyone here he could talk about this problem with. 
He had to look strong in front of his crew. He wasn't sure how long he sat there. After a while, there was a soft rap on the door. Enter, Anthony said, exhausted. It was Agatha. She stood in the small room and turned to face him where he sat by the door. A long minute passed. He rolled down the window of the car. (laughs) Stuck his head out. Yes, he prodded. He had come to her, after all. Wait, he... Sorry, she had come to him. Okay, she had come... Classic. I was... All right. She had come to him, after all. He would wait for her to start this. Well, sir, I just wanted to let you know that, yes, I have my reasons for joining and for lying, but I'll do my best not to let the crew or you down, regardless of how we feel about each other and what my gender is, she said finally. She spoke slowly and deliberately. He waited for her to say more, hoping that she would address what those reasons were. He wasn't sure how or why, but he actually believed her. Even without the explanation, he believed her. He wasn't sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. She didn't say anything further, simply nodded at him once, and left him alone to his thoughts again. End of chapter. Have I told you to yet today how much I hate the name Agatha? I think it's very unsexy. It is <laughs> extremely unsexy. Like, even Peter's hotter than Agatha. Yeah, may, well, maybe they'll agree that she'll just go by Peter in the future. <sighs> or, you know, right now all these chapters are in disparate documents, but once we add it, once we add them all together and prepare this book for its triumphant publication, I mean, we have to do something with the uh, hefty advance that uh, publishers are going to be dangling in front of us. Right. Um, we can do a command, uh, you know, command F, F and yeah. And then replace. Yeah. So, you know, the true heads will always think of her as Agatha because they've grown so emotionally connected with her over the past, you know, 17 episodes. But, you know, for the reading audience, you might have a good point. Um, mm. I was looking at a list of period appropriate Dutch names, but um, even with that constraint, I probably picked one of the least sexy ones available. Aggie might be okay. Oh, pet name. Pet yeah, name time. Know. All right. I mean, we haven't really got to pet name stages anyway, but wow. That's hard for me to be like, Agatha. Oh, what a lovely. My Agatha. Yeah. I'm not... Wherefore art thou Agatha? Yeah. No, seriously. Wherefore art thou Agatha? Like, it's, yeah. Terrible. But anyway. I mean, you picked it. I did. No, I was just embodying Anthony, who's unlucky that the love of his life was devised inside my rather terrible head. Um, Write in with your suggested pet names for when our hero and heroine. I would love to see any. I'm not very creative when it comes to pet names or nicknames, so. Yeah, AVH is not a great set of initials either, so we can't even do that. AVH, no. Hmm. Yeah, no, there's nothing good, really. 
All right. You start calling her the Dutch oven. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, right? That? (laughs) I hope she earns that nickname in every imaginable way over the coming chapters. Well, she's like the cook and she's Dutch. Oh, my God. I mean, she's she's the reason for that saying. Oh. Wow. So, I mean, their heirs are going to make a fortune. (laughs) I wasn't thinking about that kind. Oh. A Dutch oven is like when you fart in bed with someone under and make their head go under the sheet so they smell it. Oh. Did you not know that? No, I'd heard that, but my pure mind did not leap to that definition of the term. (laughs) That's what I was thinking of. Was purely thinking of nice Ooh. cast iron, maybe clad with a nice ceramic and uh, some some carrots and broth just burbling in there appealingly. But mm. anyway, let's find out how she got the nickname Dutch Oven. No, we're not. That's That might be even less sexy than Agatha. What other nickname we are going to come up with? Perhaps not in the next chapter, because I have to give our devoted listenership more time to write in Mm. but we will see how much agatha is comfortable divulging to her captain and you know uh, i i think it's very safe to say love interest Mm -hmm. what is going to befall the crew on this voyage upriver through what i will remind everyone is enemy territory Mm, that's true they could be boarded at any time Yep, the the French will be like, we looked in your hold and we found stuff. Where did you get it? Cargo. Yeah, where's the manifest? That's, the, that's what they'd look at. The manifesto, as I said once. I <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that it wouldn't even be fair to our listeners to tease the next episode any further. They are already just so full of anticipation. I think there's nothing else to do but... End the episode. Languidly yours. Romantic underpinnings. (laughs) 